Hi everybody, welcome back to the 16th episode of the Tree Top Chat. Last Friday we had a conversation with Mark Bridge from the Tree Imagineers about his experiences as an arborist and we heard about some of his uh, thoughts and opinions related to the arbor industry. So if you missed that episode, uh, you can find it on our YouTube channel. Uh, today we're going to speak to ArborTech, and uh, Arborist Boutique is going to bring in the new range ArborFlex. So if you have um, any ideas of colors and stuff that you want, maybe you want, uh, please send us an email. Uh, supply is going to be quite limited, so that's why we ask you to do that right now if you're interested in those products. Uh, today we will be speaking to a very interesting guest. We were speaking to ArborTech, as I said. And uh, we will uh, be uh, <coughs> speaking to Roland Tunley, uh, who will share some of the insights and opinions, uh, as well as some of the questions that we have um, asked uh, leading up to this event today. Um, ArborTech is one of the uh, most well-recognized brands in the arborist industry, and their high-quality clothing has made them very well-known and appreciated. So, uh, without... Roland, you there? Yeah, you there, Roland? How you doing? I'm good, and yourself? Good to see you. Got Good to see you. Welcome, well. welcome to the treetop chat. Thank you. You see us all right? So, yeah, sure. Everything's okay. Are you okay? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Nice hot weather. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, we'll get right into it with uh, you know some of the speaking points that we have today. Sure. Sure. So uh, how did Arbortech's journey becoming an arb industry uh, icon look like? You know, it, it started off with some footwear in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, but more specifically, you know, what was the early days like in, in that company? So, I mean, the, the very early days, neither Wynn or myself were even probably out of nappies yet. So, uh, but um, from the history that we know, back then, um, sort of real heavy, stiff footwear was all there was available, basically. Um, and the founders of Arbtech actually introduced what we now know as dual density footwear into the UK. So we have, yeah. so it's very familiar now, but back then it wasn't. Um, and basically from there, the sort of range grew and they worked with Italian and German footwear manufacturers. So that's sort of the base that we've come from. It's right in the wind. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it mainly, it all started off with footwear. Um, and then gradually over the years, it's uh, gone into clothing. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So, so, you know, in, in 2010, there was some, some change of ownership, you know, within the company. Can you, tell, you know, share some, some light on that? Yeah, we're going to cover that off when. Yeah, so um, 2010, um, Arbitech was basically handed down to a second generation. Um, and so from, from that point on, um, the, the brand changed slightly. Um, so back then, there was only there was basically just boots and gloves, wasn't there? Yeah. So 2010 is only 10 years years ago. Um, but yeah, it's just literally a, f a handful of gloves and some boots, pretty much. So um, yeah, once that when that um, handover happened, um, there's obviously a fresh direction into the company, and um, huge investment was put in in developing the chainsaw clothing that we do today and um, apparel and than other items like um, our luggage wear and and uh, yeah, just general apparel as well. So, okay. Yeah. 
So, so uh, what what do you think uh, has made Arbortech successful in the industry? You know, is it the products, the people, you know, the marketing, the style? What do you think? Yes, it's a difficult one. I don't know if we could exactly pinpoint um, any one specific thing, um, but we've I mean, over the years we've worked with some excellent ambassadors um, and people in the market. So even the exhibitions we've been to take yeah. feedback from them and create products that the industry asks for. Um, but I think if we were to choose one, the Briflex range, so you're very familiar with it, I mean, the, the ones behind us, that was really, we see as a significant pivot point, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So that was when, that was the launch of our, the chainsaw clothing for us. Um, okay. And within that Briflex, Briflex range, we obviously brought out some um, quite different colours that weren't that didn't used to be in the industry. It all used to be um, quite grey and orange, quite dull. So um, yeah. that was probably one of the biggest turning points uh, for our company and also for the industry as well to um, to bring a bit of um, almost a sport element into it. Exactly. Um, nice, okay. well-designed clothing, really. So, uh, you know, we, we have a question from the audience already, you know, normally we have a lot of questions in the end, but, you know, I think we might as well shoot this as you had this conversation prior. Yeah. So, uh, you know, somebody wants uh, you to tell us a little bit about your ambassador program. How does that work? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. So basically we, um, we link up with, um, to begin with, we linked up with local crews um, yep. because it's good to support our, the local arborists in the area. And um, from there, as we kind of went to climbing exhibitions and uh, trade trade shows, we met um, various people that we um, took on board. And so we now have um, yeah uh, um, ambassadors from around the world. Um, but yeah, it initially all started off locally, and then as we met people going round to different exhibitions and shows, that's how it really built up. We also do like to have from a variant sort of varying climate. So, for example, some in California and in the U, yeah. other places in the US and Europe and stuff to get different feedback also from their different needs. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a good question though. It's um. They're very important to us and we like to work with them. Yeah, I can imagine that because, you know, it differs quite significantly across the world, you know, the weather and the temperature and, you know, humidity and so forth, right? That's it. Yeah, yeah. So. Cool. So, um, um, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, the manufacturing process? How, how is that going? Because, you know, you're putting out a lot of, you know, a lot of items and uh, a lot of volume. So, uh, how does that work? Yeah, so, I mean, as you, you probably know, we have our own production facility in, in Portugal. Um, so yeah. that's obviously where where the, um, the we make the products. On our website, if you haven't seen it under the Our World tab, you can see some pictures and that of the of our, our factory over there. Um, on sort of how it works, how typically, how long, for example, a pair of Briefex trousers on average would take about six hours of, of work. So... Obviously, it would never wow. happen where you start from beginning to end at one because we obviously have a, a production process. But if you were to make one pair, or well, the amount of work put in is six hours at least. 
So it's pretty significant. Wow. Yeah. It is, absolutely. Um, but it's a very, it's a very um, valuable asset to us to have our own factory because absolutely. we can quality control the stuff. We've got full, um, we've got our arms around the whole process, if you like. Yeah, correct. Yeah. And obviously each pair of trousers that come out or jackets or anything that comes out of that factory is all completely handcrafted. So the yeah, the quality control is is checking it all the way through. So it's, um, that's really important to us because obviously the trousers are going to save somebody's leg and possibly their life. So it's got to be 100% spot on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's good to hear. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about the the Tree Hog brand. Is that something which you came up with, or is that a company which uh, Arbortech has acquired? Let's start on that one. So um, we yeah we didn't acquire that. We we built that ourselves. Um, okay. So basically, we we developed the brand alongside Arbortech, um in some of the feedback and from working with with crews primarily in the early days in the UK, um, the need for a less expensive option on some of those items, um, and especially for those perhaps starting out in college or whatever. So it it really caters to the sort of things that we felt they need. So we included things like climbing, as you know, climbing um, and rigging gear, as well as some clothing and footwear. So it just yeah. really gives an alternative option um, to suit perhaps a different budget, but it's wholly of our own. Our own. Um, okay. We, we start that. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that? No, that's good. Certainly, you have you had some hardware in that range as well, right? That's it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Nice. Uh, and is that something you're going to continue to develop as well? Or is, are you focusing more on, on the Arbortech range? And, you know, are, are you going to bring out more product on the Trio range as well? Um, it's not. I don't, it's a good question. I mean, I guess overall Arbortech is, is our, um, on the creative and innovation side, Arbortech would be our core focus. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do update the the triage range sort of as we go along um for instance like trousers and that kind of thing they traditionally used to be quite heavy but yeah. we've um we yeah, yeah we we make them and yeah okay. sort of um update them if you like but yeah arbitech is the is the main focus really yeah. yeah so you mentioned a little about you know your your ambassadors they're all over the world you mentioned california europe and so forth so how does your your current market look like you know do you sell all over the world or yeah i mean we're talking to you and you're sitting in uh, stockholm i think so <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, currently we, we have resellers in 32 countries um so we have very good coverage um so absolutely i mean we we we, we have um, a very strong focus on on Europe and, and the US, yeah. um, because the the UK market is still our home territory. Obviously, that's where we're based, but yeah. there's a lot of interest from around the world. Yeah. Nice. So uh, you know, we also see that you produce some very high quality cinematic style videos on your social media channels. So you know, what is the process behind you know producing uh, producing those videos? There's a lot to it. You, you cover that off with. Can imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just shot on a mobile phone and shoved through a, a bit of software. <laughs> yeah, so um, we have our own um, in-house videographer. So um, 
we mainly work with local crews um, because obviously they're easy to um, go out to nice nice jobs that are on um, so we work with them and then other ambassadors across the UK um, there's been films produced at the moment of them so like um, almost many documentaries on ambassadors so that's quite cool um, so yeah we obviously have that side of videos where we're videoing um, our products actually being used um, and showing showing them how they how they can be used um, yeah. but then we also do videos of like um, climbing climbing shows um, and competitions yeah which is yeah. which is basically um, just for the benef benefit of everyone um, so those Trying to that capture what sort of happened for everyone like a memory of it almost isn't it? yeah yeah because um, it's quite a different atmosphere there compared to um, general trade shows too so to be able to share that out with everyone that's that's kind of the um, goal with those videos not just about our products in those videos it's, yep yep okay yeah very nice um, you know we're talking about trade shows and, and, and uh, you know uh, you seem to be present at a lot of you know different events around the world so can you tell us about what is it like attending those expos and events yes it's um it can be quite a logistical challenge sometimes especially if it's in the us or whatever but they are it's it's good opportunity to meet um meet the end users who are using the products um because obviously sat in an office or in you know in our headquarters you, you're not on the ground at the coal face so it's good to meet face to face with them yeah. get feedback from them and you know launch new products also so obviously there's not, i doubt there's going to be any more for the for the next few months so i guess it's going to be more of this kind of thing but okay. they, they're good good events aren't they yeah, yeah so as we mentioned earlier it's not we don't just go to trade events um i think last year we went to maybe six climbing competitions um yeah. at least so that's a that's another good opportunity to um meet meet the guys and girls out there that are um, putting in the hard hard work yeah. yeah so do you typically bring in your ambassadors uh, in those uh, you know trade shows and events as well yeah. yeah so um usually there'd be um maybe one or two go from the office um so f from here and then depending where it is we will um select a, a couple of our ambassadors to also go along help um, yeah, run the stands and chat to those out there um, and share their experience um, and yeah, just help give advice as well, which is which people like. Cool. We we have a question from some in the audience here. You know, they're asking if you have attended any events in in Scandinavia. Um, I haven't seen you guys in Sweden, but maybe you have attended some of the climbing competitions in in our neighboring country. Um, expo wise, we we did exhibit at um, Elmia Wood School. Oh, okay, you were there. Okay. Um, two thousand and is it seventeen? Seventeen, I think. Okay, I remember. Um, and then also last year we visited um, Women's Arb Camp, which I think was in Scandinavia. Yeah, I was in Finland. Uh, Finland was it? Yeah, Finland. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, um, okay. A few yeah. in that area. Obviously, it's a bit of a cool. challenge to be at every single one in every country, but we would yeah, try and 
yeah. yeah we also um, do sometimes work with the resellers like yourself um, to if you wanted to attend or you know in the country perhaps give them a bit of gear to to donate towards it or something that's what we have done yeah. in the past but so not actually be present but perhaps help out of yeah yeah i was going to ask you uh that question this year but unfortunately we uh you know as everybody know covid stopped uh, most of the events uh you know from happening so uh we'll hope for next year huh yes <laughs> hopefully <laughs> So, uh, next question. In your opinion, what is the most iconic Arbortech product of all time? Yeah, we sort of covered it off. I think, the, as we said, the Breeflex range. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it was, it really helped the company at that point to grow and, and be in the market that we're currently in. Um, however, looking into the future, I think that some of the developments we've got, I mean, Ar Arborflex, the new, the new um, modular system is in its early, early days, really. But I think there could be some products that take that place. Yeah. Um, lots of things happen in this room that we're sitting in now. That's where a lot of things have developed. <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, but anything else you want to add to that, Win? No, the, um, yeah, it's already Ronan said that the um, Breeflex range is definitely the most iconic product we've had so far um hence the reason we're always bringing out new colorways and that kind of thing in the pro version um yeah, yeah because that yeah, is the, yeah that was that was very popular especially the the olive olive color yeah and it's a, based you know, on on demand and feedback that is that's how they come about those kind of products yeah yeah, yeah i i had a i had a customer who uh wanted an, an olive uh helmet to match his olive pants the other day okay <laughs> that's great so what is your funniest on the job story at overtech it's a good question it's probably happening in the room you're in right now right yeah <laughs> i mean we we have we it's quite a young team here so every day's every day we have a lot of laughs it's good it's good fun um, but one one of the things which we sort of going back a little time is I don't know if you've seen the video of the leaf blower challenge. So on the on our YouTube and Facebook page, at the end of every job, one of the teams like to do is you know the the leaf blower. You, try okay. to, you know more about it, Win. Yeah. So especially on like a hot day today, it'd be um, it's just a good fun challenge to uh, see who can stand the longest in front of the leaf blower. So. Um, <laughs> that's probably that's quite a funny video to check out which is yeah, on our good. youtube channel um yeah sounds like a bad hair day huh <laughs> more than that <laughs> but uh but yeah it's yeah quite hard to pinpoint the one of the funniest moments it's um constant every day really <laughs> yeah oh, we have right. we have some good laughs here during the day also so yeah i know it's important to have fun at work huh we have a lot of fun and that's i think cool. that makes people more creative Absolutely, yeah. I agree to that. So, are there any new exciting products which you have in pipeline apart from you know what's new re released the Arborflex range? But is there anything else you can tell us? Uh, that's secret. We we can't say. <laughs> no, no. You know, last no, week you know uh, somebody said they had to kill me first, so you know uh, I don't want to be shot twice. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously Arborflex is is the the new new thing on the block at the moment. Um, and just past was the the natural range, the Breeflex Pro. 
Um, but we have yeah. another Prefix Pro product coming, don't we? Yeah, so um, probably in the next month or so, we have a new style coming, um, which is actually going to be a, a denim style. Um, so that'd be a cool release to look out for. Okay. Um, should be pictures coming, yeah, in the next sort of month or month or so. so oh, um, nice. There's, there's yeah, quite a few more to developments towards the end of the year, but um, we'll keep them behind the curtains for now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The, the denim style is, um, I mean, our, our friends in America like that sort of thing, especially if they're not used to wearing chainsaw protection. Um, you know? So it's more the casual look, perhaps more like the used to, I'm not saying just picking out just them, but generally. So we think it's going to be a go down well. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. We had another we had another question here from the audience, and uh, you know they want us, um, you know, hear a little bit about the uh, Arbor Flex range, how that was developed. You know, with with the different layers. How how did you come up with that idea? It's a good question. Um, I think, well, I think we know um, from the APF exhibition the amount of people when we in two thousand eighteen at the APF Expo, which is in the UK. We actually exhibited the the concept there to get feedback, and um, a lot of people, a lot of people um, said to us that they had thought of this idea, you know, that or thought of something like this. So over the years, we had the problems put on a plate. So, for example, chainsaw trousers getting wet, or chainsaw trousers the outside getting damaged, and yeah. what happened is if they're damaged, you have to destroy the whole product. So the whole the whole concept um, was discussed many many times over many years in this boardroom actually, um, and they all saw the concept. Yeah, it's yeah. probably um, taken a good four and a half years at least um, yeah. to even bring the concept together. Because um, yeah. obviously it's a it's a massive challenge trying to almost make two pairs of trousers feel like one, um, but it's taken. It's taken that time to get there, and it's it's definitely there um, after many trials. Yeah, and uh, okay. yeah, interesting. Because uh, you know, I haven't seen anybody else, you know, uh, kind of deploying that concept. So you you must be you know kind of the first one, right? As far as we know, it's um, yeah, yeah. And I think it'd be fair to say that it, it would be um, virtually impossible without our own production facility. Yeah. Because to demand to put that amount of demand on a production facility that's not your own for new trials and new trials and new styles, exactly. it would be uh, not possible. So I think it's thanks thanks to that partly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and um, there's definitely people out there that have probably had similar ideas, but um, it's once you actually get the pen to paper, it's a it's a difficult process. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a while in in uh, in making. Yeah, I can imagine. Okay, guys, um, is there any questions from the audience? Any further questions? Okay, um, if there's uh, no other questions, I think that we will call it a day here. Um, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Um, Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, um, it, was, uh, it was great talking to you and get some, some insight to your production, you know, how you think, how you work. Uh, we really appreciate that you took the time to be with us here. Uh, next week, we will be speaking to Flitigemir, which is a, a Danish tree care company. 
So do not forget to tune into that. It's going to be uh, 5.30 next Friday as well. So as usual, if you missed any of these episodes, uh, you can see them on our Instagram TV or on our YouTube channel. So uh, thank you, everybody. And thank especially you. thanks to Arbortech for joining us today. Have a great weekend, guys. Talk to you. Thank you, Anders. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye. Take care.